right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always, with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 265. Now, this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation, but before we get on with that show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel here on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at, under, at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters, jakesaw01. And as always, you can write our show at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com. And importantly, uh, you should not forget to share the show with your friends and uh, make sure to leave comments and rate our podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast. So like I said, if you'd rather just watch us than, than, than listen to us, like in your car on your way to work or while you're working out or whatever the heck it is that you're doing at the moment, you can watch us at YouTube. Um, and new and or longtime listeners, we have a Patreon. You can support us for $1 a month. It's the only option we give you. We're not asking for a million dollars. We're not asking for even $5 or $2. $1 a month, we're not even asking for that. But if you want to support us, you can do that for $1 a month. And the, and the tier on Patreon is called the One and Only $1 Club. And we will mail you a free die-cut vinyl sticker with our logo. You can stick it on your skateboard, on your car, in your lunchbox, wherever. Hang it on your fridge. Head over to www.patreon.com slash PS This Is Awesome and you can become a $1 patron and get your free die cut vinyl sticker and a shout out on the show. So with that out of the way, Jake, how are you today? Uh, splendid, I suppose. It, I, I've been not super productive today. It's hard for me to – I've been working so much that I had a hockey game late last night, so I wanted to try and just relax this weekend because I'm going out of town for work. Yeah. And this coming week, and I know I'm going to be busy. So I slept in a little bit and then uh, played some video games and spent some time outside. After all the snow melted, it was pretty sunny out. So mm. I went outside for a little bit, with played play with the dogs and stuff. Um, and we're in my... Sounds around town shirt from that one time the flood was on television. Yeah, we were on WTLN. And, uh, yeah, yeah, up in Erie, which was cool. Um, but other than that, no, I'm here. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, I I am having, I don't want to say stomach issues right now. It's like one of those things where. Uh, so let me back it up a little bit about. A week and a half ago, my friends over at Big Rail Brewing in Grove City got a hold of me. And they said, hey, Fred, we had someone drop off the bill. Do you want to come play on a Friday? We'll treat you well. You know, we'll pay you this, that. Here's the, here's, here's the agenda. And, uh, you know, I've been intentionally not playing gigs. I'm just trying to, like, have a little bit of time before spring and summer kick up. And I'm doing it all the time. And I'm trying to be a little more selective. But it happened to be on a really nice day that they asked me. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll come out. Yeah, that's fine. I can do that. No problem. And uh, smash cut to the gig is yesterday. Now, for those who don't know, Big Rail Brewing is outdoors. And they have the torpedo torches and heaters up. And, you know, but it's still outdoors and nothing is enclosed. Um, So it was about 23 degrees yesterday. 
uh, at its lowest in Grove City. And I played three hours outdoors in sub 30 degree weather. And uh, not to sound like a baby, um, but uh, I was really cold. And uh, your skin must tighten up a little bit in the cold like that because I, I took a big chunk out of my ring finger on my strumming hand. Um, maybe it doesn't have as much give. And uh, But where I'm going with this with my stomach is I had eaten a brief lunch on Friday. And uh, that was all I had Friday. And then I picked up some Taco Bell for Chelsea on the way back. And I'm trying to watch my calorie intake. I'm trying not to eat that kind of garbage. And... Uh, she gave me half of one of her tacos that there what was it she's going to eat a crunch whatever it was i had half of one of those friday night um i woke up today with a pit in my stomach um i you know i hadn't eat, i didn't eat much on friday but it was already so late and i'm trying not to eat past a certain time I'm like you know what i'll be fine so i woke up just i was so uh i don't know uh, ravenous when I woke up and uh, I made us some burgers and fries around 11 o'clock, 10.30 actually, ate that and uh, around 3 o'clock, my stomach still feels like it needs to eat. Like it's like fucking feed me. So I went and picked up a margarita pizza from a local place called Menino's that I love and uh, I woofed down four slices of that at like 5 o'clock. And my stomach still feels like it's starving. Now, I don't know if it's just upset or if it's some sort of I, – I, I chewed on a couple Tums. This is a weird feeling. I don't know something I have to just get used to as I get older. But uh, I tried to feed myself. And uh, it's just – I just don't feel great. I don't feel great today. But, but yeah, man, I don't know. I uh, Probably a tapeworm. You probably have a tapeworm. Yeah, I was thinking that, you know. But then I'd – be a little thinner than I am now, but I have lost. Well, it just it's just getting started, my dude. Yeah, but I have lost around twelve or thirteen pounds since January, so I'm dropping weight so I can get back into my running game. The beard makes me look a little fatter than I really am, I think. But um, I feel like I'm uh, I'm on the right I'm on the right cruise right now, you know. So I'm feeling good about myself, but my stomach is just like. It's making me almost almost nauseous, and I'm like, maybe I'm just getting sick. I didn't feel great earlier this week, and maybe I've got some kind of bug, and I, I don't know it. It is what it is, man. But uh, yeah, man, I, this is going to be a relative – we have a lot of shit to cover. So how about we quit talking about ourselves, and uh, we talk about some games that we're playing, which is kind of still about ourselves. But uh, I want to talk about a couple things that I'm playing, and we'll save the VR stuff for the VR conversation we're going to have briefly. But uh, the games that I am playing right now is Moss Book 2, Mass Effect 2, Kayak Mirage VR, and I did one lap in GTA 7. And So wait, do you are playing Mass Effect 2 Mass again, Effect 3. Mass, Mass Effect, Effect 3. 3. Sorry, okay. correct. Sorry. Thanks for the correction. Mass Effect 3. And uh, I, I'm a little further in mm-hmm. that. That game now. I've got about five and a half hours in, and uh, there's a part where it's starting. Grex is uh, in it now. The, I don't know, the Corgan or whatever. I don't know. Oh, Rex. Rex, yes. See, I'm all fucked up right now, dude. My stomach, I can't. 
Yeah, it's going to be sorry, listeners, in advance. But yeah, yeah, Rex is in it, and he's debating with the uh, Solarian about you know the the genophage, and and you go to the Solarian planet to try to rescue the the women so they can give birth. So that's where I'm at in the. I mean, you can pick the missions as you go, so it doesn't really give you a gauge of how far I am in the story, but I've got about five and a half hours in. Jake, what are you playing? Uh, so I am playing... I'm trying to think about the games that I've actually been playing. I, I, Let's see. I'm still playing Hogwarts, obviously. That game's fucking going to be a while. Um, and I'm... So I'm playing Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. And then I played... Some, I played the trial for Call of the Mountain, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Yeah. And I played the trial for The Song in the Smoke. And I've been playing a bit of Gran Turismo 7. Okay, cool. And we'll talk about the VR stuff here in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. So let's let's just move on. Let's dive into some listener feedback because it's going to be a long show. So let's. there's no need to sit and... Go off about stuff we're going to go off about here anyways. So, listener feedback. One Black Talon writes in, Please let us know if you get Demio, Demio, since it's a board game dungeon RPG. I did a quick unboxing for my PSVR 2 and posted it up on our page. It was shot on my cell phone. And uh, uh, I didn't really do much, but just I talked a lot. And there was no fantastic, you know, it wasn't like... A true unboxing. It was me opening it. We haven't done one of those in a while for the channel. And, uh, you know, we used to do that, Jake. We got excited about stuff. I think I, I have me opening the the headset, one of the Pulse headsets from a while back. And I think when we got our PS4s or PS3 or whatever, we did it bought unboxing. I thought it was right to just show. So I've been talking so much about the PSVR 2. Did an opening of that. Uh, one Black Talent wrote in on that and said, let us know if you get Demio. And then he also asks, uh, we'd be 3D printing a stand for the headset, maybe with a cover to protect it. Because I had mentioned in the video that a lot of people are saying to like make sure like the lenses aren't exposed to light at all times. You know, you should keep them kind of pointed away from sunlight and, you know, throw a bag over it, store it in the box that you bought it in, whatever. Um, so I, I don't have one black talent i don't have the 3d printer necessary to 3d print a stand for the headset i I have a much smaller 3d printer than some of the fdm ones so if i get an fdm printer i surely will be getting making all kinds of cool shit like witcher related bookends and i'll be making switch plate covers for halloween and i'll be making like fucking attachments for my motorcycle or whatever you know stuff for my car to hold shit i'll be doing i think there's a he's there's a there's a grate in our house it's broken or it's misfit i'll design one of those fuckers and put it in there but i don't have the resin printers the resin is pretty pretty fragile and it's very very expensive it's like 40 40 bucks for like a relatively small bottle of it and uh it's more for detailed printing so you need an fdm printer to print anything really uh useful i guess i should say um or maybe i could buy a different kind of resin that i'm unaware of but yeah that's a great question and i know people do that and uh i definitely will do that if i get an fdm printer but i hear they smell a lot worse than the resin printers too because they just cook that plastic and they just roll it so it's just constant stench um 
And then uh, Mando. Mando writes in. And I'm not sure who Mando is, but thanks for writing in Mando. He goes, oh, I hate, I hate that uh, when people spoil how games and movies end. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean you can ruin it for others. People are very vicious about this Hogwarts Legacy game. Seen videos of girls on Twitch crying because there are psychos doxing them and their friends and family as well as harassing them. Absolutely unacceptable. I agree. Absolutely unacceptable. And uh, thanks for writing in, Mando. Yeah, I got that game spoiled for me, and it blows. So... Just, uh, I guess if you don't want to have it spoiled, just, I guess, stay off the internet. Um, played by Ken writes in. Um, he says, uh, the Gran Turismo 7 intro is indeed long and kind of self-indulgent. We both know this now, Jake and I, because we've done, he said it's at around eight minutes long. But, yeah, it can get disabled in the settings. Uh, we'll have to see you guys out in the track sometime. Thanks for another great episode. Or thanks for another episode. You're welcome, played by Ken. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of cool, actually. The video is awesome, and I agree it's self-indulgent. But it's so aware that it's self-indulgent that they give you a toggle on the option screen to disable it, which is hilarious. It's like they knew what they were fucking doing. Jake, do you have a comment on you know that? It's, yeah, so I watched it. So I will say the first half of the video is fucking awesome. The whole like historical thing where it's like showing all of like the history of cars and all this contemporary – like all this – all these like uh, like multimedia things that were contemporary to the time, like like video old video videos of Elvis and the Beatles yeah, with like cool. all these cars that are going like in like the old the construction of cars and stuff all the way up to modern construction. When it gets to like the actual uh, like rendered cars going around the racetrack, you're just waiting for the song to end. Basically, it's yeah. like four minutes of that. And I, I forgot about that part. You know, I know that. It's weird because at this point, I'm not really sure what the setting in the menu is for because as soon as – like I started it up for the second time today and as soon as the video starts playing, I just hit circle and it skipped it. Oh, you can't skip it though otherwise, I don't think. What do you mean? Like when we first put on that video, like when we first started that game up, you can't skip that intro. You have to well, watch the, it. I, 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 I think you're right the first time. Yeah. But I'm saying the second time I started the game, I just hit circle and it skipped the I video. wonder if that's because you you didn't hit the toggle switch on the settings? I didn't touch the settings at all, oh, no. Interesting. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe it's some, maybe maybe they updated it or something. I don't know. Or maybe <laughs> they just let you turn it off so that you don't have to skip it every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure, but uh, I just wanted to make that comment because, yeah, it did start again, and I, I just kind of pressed a bunch of buttons, and it skipped past it. So yeah. um, I don't know. Well, One Black Talent wrote in again on our episode 264. He said, thanks thanks for this week's great episode. You are welcome. Um, a new writer, Blam, Blam Crotch, which is a great name, and the, and the, the <laughs> avatar is hilarious. I don't even know what I'm looking at. You don't know if that's really you or if that's like some sort of like fucking claymation version of you or something. I don't know what the fuck that is. But uh, he said his TED Talk would be Half-Life Alex. And I responded, jealous. Because Jake and I have not been able to play that game. Now, Blam Crotch also writes in and says, you guys, well, buy Pistol Whip. Everyone that I have that I have had try it loves it. It feels great to play, especially on harder difficulty. I'll take that advice. Uh, Pistol Whip's definitely on both of our lists of the games that we're interested in. So thanks, Blam Crotch. And then lastly, Mando writes in, because um, we talked about the Saints Row flopping, and he, and he said that the first... 
the first two Saints Row games were great. In my opinion, they went too wacky with this last or with the, with it, which I think he means the latest one. And he says, I, I like the more uh, gang-oriented second game story. was actually interesting. So thanks for that input because I don't think Jake or I have ever played a Saints Row. And I will just note real quick, Big Box did write in. And uh, I don't know if he was being critical, but he was just making commentary how a lot of pod podcasts have kind of poo-pooed J.J. Rowling, or J.K. Rowling's but really didn't go into the things that she said or what she said. And uh, we had a discussion on YouTube back and forth. Uh, if you guys want to read it, you're welcome to read it. But I, th- I think ultimately where I fell was I was rattled because the game got spoiled. And then we started talking about this thing. And, and we're not a podcast to get into that kind of stuff. I mean, we try to keep it all PlayStation related. I maybe went a little crazy being fired up about the whole thing and uh you know it is what it is but yeah so you're welcome to read that and i appreciate the the correspondence big box glad to have you as a listener and uh hopefully um everybody uh enjoyed that conversation and me getting wound up um but let's move on to the show topic i want to do a show topic on psvr2 because jake we both have it now i just want to do initial impressions um, and what I think is really funny to me is, uh, I mean, when I opened that PSVR 2, the first thing I did, first critique, I think real critique that I offered was the sense controller seemed a little fucking tiny in my hands. And uh, anytime I go to, you can watch the video, but any, anytime I go to push a button, the back of my thumb knuckle hits the ring. So, like, I feel really fucking constrained by this thing. Um, now, granted, when I attached when I attached the fucking armband, it seemed to kind of, like, move the way I held it a little bit. If I tightened it up and it helped with that a little bit, it felt a little more secure. But uh, it might just be – I have goofy thumbs. I don't know if you can watch the video here. Um they don't bend backwards. That's as far as my thumb fucking goes. So maybe it's my knuckle or something. Maybe it's just the way that it works. But the back of my knuckle, when I go to hit the buttons or go from like the top button to like the lower button, I'm I'm touching that ring around my wrist with the back of my thumb. And it's it's kind of uncomfortable. And the controller felt, felt kind of small for me. And I was on Reddit yesterday. And uh, this has become a thing. A lot of people are saying this. And I was kind of surprised. I thought maybe I had a hot take. But there are a lot of people with bigger hands that say that they just – it's it's kind of kind of tough, uh, the maneuverability to hit those buttons. Um, who would have thought? And then someone was like, yeah, I took mine back, but not because of that. I had like a purple splotch on my headset. And then, and then some guy wrote, yeah, I'm not taking mine back. I'll just – build some sort of attachment for the controller so it i don't know i don't know what the fuck that means but um the other thing that i had some i'm gonna give criticisms and jake we'll do criticisms first and we'll talk about anything else we have that um the games we're playing for vr2 and all that share experience with it so far but there's also been a lot of criticism about finding the quote unquote the proverbial sweet spot for vr now we know that the vr headsets you know, any little movement can make it a little more blurry, a little clearer. And uh, if you're a veteran to VR now, you kind of know you're, it takes some finagling to get it just where you need it to be. 
Um, and some people are saying when they get it to that point, if they're playing any kind of game that requires a lot of motion with their head or juking or moving, like they're losing the sweet spot, the, the headset's shifting on them. And a lot of, there's a lot of, it's early, but there's a lot of people saying, well, you don't, you didn't put the headset on right. You got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. You got to tighten it lighter. And then people are showing like, they're having like imprints on their fucking forehead when they take the thing off. And who fucking knows, man? Everyone's noggin is a little bit different and everyone's vision is a little bit different. But I have not had any issues with the sweet spot. I have been able to find find it and uh, I've lost it a few times. And, uh, you know, so I, I mean, those are my only two criticisms so far. I don't have an issue with anything else about it at this point. Jake, do you have any criticisms you'd like to offer? Uh, so I only really have two criticisms of the PSVR 2. The first criticism I have is that the PSVR 2 generally feels chintzier than the PSVR 1. Mm. And I'm not saying it it's it's it feels shitty. That's not by any means what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it feels more fragile. It feels just a little bit like the materials they used and stuff are a little bit budget compared to the original PSVR when it came out. Now granted, we're talking there's six years difference between these two units. The, the PSVR 2 has way more technology in it, but as far as the build quality of the plastic and all that stuff, the edges feel a little bit sharper. Like it just, it feels a little bit. A little dollar a little general. Chinsier. But, <laughs> um, but, but not like, I mean, again, not in a way where I'm like even remotely, would even remotely consider not turning it or anything it, right? like that. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even to the point where I'm like mad that I paid $550 for it or anything right, like that. Right. The one thing that I do that I was surprised by that I am actually a little bit upset about is the fact that you cannot disconnect the cable from the headset. Yes. I brought this up on the video, kind of. And and I when I first opened it and I saw that, I was like, fuck. Like it it's not a huge deal. But if like like with the old headset there was the cable and then it plugged into like an extension block that then went into the little unit on the PlayStation. With this one, the USB cable that is permanently attached to the headset and goes all the way back to the the USB-C plug that goes into the PS5. And the issue is that if you like accidentally step on this thing or it gets like yanked off your head or something like that, like all that – all of that is being pulled on the headset. It could, you know, not – you don't have like a point of separation where it could like just yank it, the connectors out or something. Mm. So I – and especially when you're doing something like this where you're – it's intended to be used where you're like standing in a space and moving Some around and stepping down yeah. and in and out or whatever. I am just slightly concerned that – I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to break this fucking thing because I step on this cord that's permanently attached to my headset. I do appreciate that it's smaller and it's lighter than the original PSVR. It had those big cables coming off of it that went all the way back to the the control box and all that. But those are my only two critiques. Okay. Um, 
if I had to make like a minor third critique, it would be that I don't love the R1 and R2 buttons on the sense controllers. Which ones are those but, ones? Uh, those are the ones. Those are the ones that are like on your index, not your index finger, but the ones that are on the handle itself. So like your index fingers are the triggers. Right, your middle finger. The ones buttons. that would be like on your middle yeah. finger, like underneath of that. Yeah, like they're, the flat they're a little ones. weird. And when you have big hands, they're really hard to hit, man. Because you, Dude, you don't I, have, I have a lot smaller of smaller hands, and I struggle with them. Yeah. It, it's weird. I think the problem is that most people, the way that your tendons work in your hands, and if you're not listening, watching the video, I apologize. But when you're when you pull your 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 middle finger in, like you would to press that button, it wants to pull your trigger fingers in, your index finger in as well. So there's it's difficult. Like I was playing some games where I had to. I had to use that button and the trigger independently and I kept having to like struggle to hold my index finger out from the trigger while trying to press this other button in. Mm. And maybe that's something that I could get used to. Maybe it's more of a dexterity thing that it just needs practice or whatever. I'm not used to playing like this, but it feels a little bit uncomfortable, at least initially. Um, But other than that, that's all I really have as far as like, Gripes and those gripes are, I would say, relatively minor. Yeah, my my biggest concern would be, like I said, is, is just the the like how long this thing is going to last if somebody steps on the fucking cord while you're playing. Yeah, I it's hard line, and I, that was the only comment I, I I had a lot more to say in the video, but I edited it down my uh, my unboxing, and it was just like, well, let's hope a dog fu- doesn't fucking get your cord because it's over. If it does, you can't replace the cord. The cord is part of the unit, and then uh, we also one. I'll add one other small gripe: is we don't know what a sense controller is going to cost yet. So, oh, for replacement? Yes. Yeah, we really don't. I don't think. So, what if one's damaged? What do you do? What if what if you accidentally drop one in a toilet or something? Like, you just can't use your headset now. Right, you can't use VR for a lot of the games. There's Sony has given us no way to get a replacement controller, and it's weird. So I don't know what those cost. So that's kind of a gripe that I have just about the the rollout of the unit. Um, it's weird. It's the first time that I can think of that a console was sold or a peripheral was sold um, where additional joysticks or controllers aren't readily made available for replacement if you need to. So I. I don't know. I, I I read that there was some issues with people having issue, uh, trouble getting the sense the right sense controller to connect to their PS5, just the right one for some reason. And it might be some sort of uh, firmware update or something they got to do. But I mean, that's kind of a problem. Um, hmm. My sorry, Charlie is like freaking out. He never does that. I don't know what his deal is. Um. Anyways, uh, sorry guys, my dog's down here with me. Um. The uh, let's talk about some of the interesting parts of PSVR two, and then we're going to talk about the state of play that also came out this uh, this week. Um, first off, Jake, when you set this thing up and you put the headset on, well, you don't put it on right away. You charge the controllers, or, or we you, you plug each controller in, you get them synced up, and then it well, did. A, I thought they did a real nice job of walking you through how to dial this thing in, how to put it on, and how to you know what I mean. Did you? Did you? Dude, the room. The room setup for this is fucking cool. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it. Like it's cool. Like they. The way that they. I mean, it's a little bit 
tedious, like holding everything and get every everything put together. Having that pass through mode where you can see so through nice. the forward facing cameras is nice. Even though like the perspective is a little bit goofy because of the way that the cameras are set up. Yeah, like I was telling Sarah. I was telling Sarah that whenever you have when you're looking through the forward facing camera, Charlie, it kind of looks no. like um, it kind of looks like you have like these little T Rex arms or something because like the perspective of the cameras is just a little bit weird. Yeah, but it's good enough that it like allows you to pick things up or make sure you're not stepping into something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But once you get everything on, like that whole walkthrough where you like map your surroundings and edit the map with like the controllers Super and everything, cool. it's fucking cool. And then man, when the grid really cool. comes up, when you're standing in it, it's like, and it's like you're in like augmented reality. Like you're in fucking Tron or something. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. It is really cool. Um, For anybody curious. So basically what we're talking. Yeah, the pass through is all black and white. There's no color to it. It's just black and white outward face cameras, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah, it doesn't need to be like high def just to see what your surroundings are. It's just to make sure that you know if you need to check on something real quick, you can. Kind of makes it. me feel like I have like night vision on when I hit that. It does feel. It does feel like that. It nods. Yeah. Just it's pretty similar. You just look so wild. Um, yeah. So they did a good job of setting the whole thing up, uh, walking us through it, and then uh, Jake. I just want your. We already talked about the sense controllers. I suppose I talked about how they didn't really. I don't feel like they fit my hands very well. Um, I generally do like them though. I think they're ergonomically really nice. Uh, it's just my only issue is the thumb hitting that thing. And then we'll talk real quick about the headphones that they gave us and how they're kind of, uh, wrap around. They have like this rigidity to them. Comes with a set of headphones and I guess they're supposed to be like 3D enabled or something. So, um, they, it's really convenient to use them. What I don't like about the headphones is this. To, to install them, you have to clip it into the headset. And like you said, Jake, the thing doesn't feel super, super durable. So if you want someone else to use it, uh, they're going to be either going to stick the same fucking earbuds in their ears that you have, or you're going to have to pop this thing in and out of the headset numerous times to let other people try it with over-the-ear headphones. Or you just wear it over-the-ear headphones. I think you can use the Bluetooth Pulse headset, um, but I don't think other Bluetooth headsets work intrinsically with the PSV with the PlayStation 5. You have to have their version and have the dongle. So it kind of causes a little – you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure a Bluetooth headset doesn't just by default connect and pair with the PS5. Um, I don't think it does. So I think the only way to do it is to use the uh, – because even the Pulse wireless headset, the latest one, it comes with a dongle that you have to use with the PS5 to have it connect. So that's really probably the next best option, but or else you're going to have more fucking wires hanging off, right? And that's what we're trying to avoid. So you use these wraparound things. You stick them in your ears, and you're playing. And I'm fine with it that way. The other quality is not bad of the headphones. I'm fine with it. But then if you want to take them off and somebody else try, they have to be comfortable with your earwax getting in their ears or you got to fucking pull the thing out and then you got to pop it off the headset and then use some other headphone for them. Like what's your take on that? Like I think it's great for one person the way they have it set up. But if you want to be passing the headset around, it's it's a little weird I think. I'm a little germophobic in that way. I would not want to stick somebody else's 
earbuds in my ears. I, I'm with you, like, cause, cause I've looked at my earbuds after having them in all day at work, and I pull them out, and there's fucking like wax and ear shit. wax and shit yeah. on them, and uh, that's just the nature of the beast. But I will say, for personal use, I love the way they have it set up. Yeah. Not for sharing, like right. just for me right. using it. And they give you the little attachments too for the earbuds, right? They give you extra. Yeah, so so I have small ear canals, so I use the little ones and I stick them in and they fit really well. And the fact that they, they clip directly to the headset, they're not like – it's not like the like on the PSVR Jeez. 1, you had the extra wires hanging off yeah, you right. from the fucking Imagine earbuds and everything and like, – yeah. And to me, it was like for the old PSVR, it was almost imperative that you used the um, like over the ears or something like that because it just made things a little bit less clumsy. Mm. But I think they cleaned that up a lot with this one. But I'm with you. I think that if you were sharing your headset a lot, you're going to want to have a set of over ears like on hand, like Pulse headset or something like it's that. It's annoying that the Bluetooth headphones don't just attach to the PS5. Like why can't it? Why can't they just work? Or why hasn't some company? I get it must not have a Bluetooth receiver. It must though because it's connecting the controllers via Bluetooth. So I don't know if you need a firmware or a driver or something installed because like I, I have no idea why you can't just easily hook up a Bluetooth headset to the PS5. Um, it's disappointing, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Uh, so what? Let's move to the next biggest part of the VR2 is the image quality. Jake, any issues with finding the sweet spot with your headset? Everything looks clear to you for the most part. The foveated rendering. How, what's your take? So I am pretty happy with it. Um, I it does seem quite a bit better than the PSVR1. Although I kind of wish I had set mine up and used it right mm. before using my PSVR2 just to get a good impression because it is still a lower resolution than what you're used to playing it on your television. So, you know, if you have no experience at all with VR and you stick this thing on, you might think like, "Oh, why is the resolution low?" And it's like, "Oh, well, I mean, for VR it's pretty good." It's real good. And yeah. Yeah. So um, I would say that like I haven't had any real issues with the sweet spot. But the one thing that I – and this kind of ties into the the one thing that I said earlier about how it felt a little bit uh, – just a little bit chintzier. A lot of times for me to get the sweet spot, I have to have – the because I have a very narrow bridge. If you guys don't know what that means, it means my eyes are close together. So I have to have the lenses as close together as possible mm. when I'm playing. And generally, even then, the only way that I can make it work is I have to have the thing like pressed onto the bridge of my nose. And because it's like literally hard fucking plastic. Uh, it probably hurts. It can hurt. It can get uncomfortable on my nose. So sometimes I have to do that, smash it into my face, and then just pop it out telescopically mm -hmm. like just one tick mm -hmm. to get it off of my nose and i'm usually pretty good there yeah but um yeah i haven't had too many issues with it to be honest with you yeah i, I mean honestly i've only played it played it for a couple hours but um so far so good really you need to jump in the one thing that I, I honestly will say is that it seems like and i can't remember if i had the same issue on vr1 is that it seems like the default image location is is high if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like it should be lower in front of me, but mm. for whatever reason, it's like 
higher in my field of view. So I feel like I'm constantly looking up with my eyes when I'm when I'm using it. But that just could be my my personal ergonomics and how I kind of operate. Yeah. It might not be that way for everyone. Dude, I'll tell you this. uh, The image quality varies on the game. So obviously the the kayak game, dude, fucking bar none amazing. Like we talked about this game a while back and how people were losing their mind over it. And uh, how people were excited it had to come to VR. And when it was announced, people were really excited. It's not it's not much of a game. It's a simulation of kayaking. And the water, it's fucking real, man. Like everything the like the, the mountains, some of the some of the uh, some of the animals and stuff that you run into aren't like super aren't like, oh my god, this is real life, but they look about on par with what you expect for VR animals. But dude, the fucking kayak mechanics, the sound, uh, so you get four locations, and you can kayak these locations in day, you can kayak these locations at night. And uh, they play like this peaceful music at nighttime. You can lean back and look up at the stars and you're like in this fucking cavern and you're just kayaking. It really fucking feels like you're kayaking to the point that if you get uh, up against like a, a wall, so to speak, or like up against some rocks, you take your paddle with your VR sensors and you push against the wall and... There's no real resistance there, but it pushes you back out of way. So you have like this – and you can do it in the water. So like if you get into shallow water, you can push down into the ground and move the boat. And somehow it knows when you're leaning. So the game starts off where you're in a swimming pool, in a kayak. And it's just like, here's a tutorial. You can take the tutorial if you want. And there's like a floaty, like a flamingo floaty in the in the pool and like a big beach ball. And they set up these cones. They're like, okay, start kayaking. And like, okay. And it tells you how to do a left turn, how to do a right turn. They show you how to do sharp turns by just sticking the paddle in the water while you're moving. And it does the shh. And it feels like you're fucking in it. And they're like, oh, if you want to just like turn a little harder, you can just lean when you do this. And it must pick up on move the slight movements but the whole kayak as you're sitting in it will lean as you're leaning and it's like you're really part of this fucking thing and i took the paddle and i hit the flamingo and i pushed it and it went like the noise and it just fucking like waved and went out so you have the day and night time in this game and then you have a tour mode which i think they just uh maybe you're a passenger in a kayak and you get to look around and it goes on its own and then where the game part is, there's race mode. And anyone who has this game, if they've completed any of these maps, there's only four maps in race mode. Uh, what it is, it's like a slalom. It's you go with the kayak and you're trying to fucking get to the end of this location and thread the needle between these gate posts. And it looks so good. Um, you're not racing people in real time, but as you would see in Gran Turismo, you see multiple online players' ghosts, and it gives a sense of racing them in real time. 
And, uh, dude, I fucking threw a sweat the first time I tried to fucking race these people. Like, cause you're fighting the current in a couple and then the water's putting you up against the wall and you're trying to just fucking get around it so you can get through the gate post and get a good time. And you're trying to push off and it's not working because the current's too heavy and you have to reset and then it takes you back and then you got to furry up, try to get the kayak around. It's really fucking fun. I, I think for an experiential game, uh, holy shit. I, if they offered, more locations as DLC, I would totally buy them. It's really cool, man. And I think it's like 20 bucks on the store. Like, I recommend it. It's really cool. It's funny, when you do the setup for this game, they give you the option uh, to tell it that you have your controllers attached to a stick. <laughs> it's like, because that's like all the PC gamers probably. They fucking just tape shit on a broom handle and they just go like this. But you could just say you're using uh, hand controllers. Because um, it's originally huh. a PC game. That's wild. It's a really cool game, dude. I, I, I hate to call it a game. It's an experience. Like a lot of your stuff is. The other game I jumped into is Moss Book 2. I had played and beat Moss Book 1. And if I'm being honest, uh, the graphics are better, but I think it's just a testament to the VR2. I don't think that the game studio did anything different because it was originally a VR1 game. Uh, they released it a while back, and it, we thought it was going to flop, but... It's fucking fantastic. Moss Book 2 is awesome. Um, I got kind of far in it, and then we got to like this. I got to like this. I say we, like me and the me and the mouse are like friends. Um, we uh, got to this part where I had to uh, – there was like a, a lot of pr- like puzzle parts, you know, where it's kind of like a brainy thing. And uh, I was like, ah, I'm not in the mood for this right now. I got, got to experience it. It was really good, really fucking good. And uh, I'm hopefully going to jump back into that. I did one lap in Gran Turismo 7. Chelsea was watching me play, and she wanted to do a lap. I will say this about Gran Turismo 7 with the headset. I'll say two things. I've only done – well, not one lap, one race, one Sunday Cup. But I had a fast car. And uh, your sense of speed in this game in VR is heightened tenfold. Um, when you're mm-hmm. racing with the headset, it's like, holy fucking shit. I feel like I'm flying. Like I'm going so fucking fast when you play it on a screen. It doesn't really feel that way at all. And I don't know if it's the disconnect because you don't feel like the, the force on your body when you're moving that fast and you expect to feel it. And you're like, I don't feel it, but I should be feeling it. So it makes me know that I'm going faster. Or if it's just that being that immersed feels that fucking way. And uh, what I need to get used to is I was playing the game with manual transmission and uh, no brake assist um, for a while. And I was getting ready by using the controller like this because I wanted it to feel like I was steering a car when I put the, got the VR headset. Um, I got used to where all of the displays were and uh, – I didn't have brake assist on. I had the auto, or the manual transmission on and on the Sunday Cup, and I was just like, I was not seeing my speed. I was like, because I was so worried about, like, I felt like I, it just felt like fucking okay. I'm playing a video game, and now it's like I'm fucking in a race car, and I'm like, I don't even know where to fucking look. Like, I feel like just like flying and braking at the at a whim, listening for the ge- the, the engine, you know, speeds. It's awesome. I want to get back into it. It's fucking good. And uh, it's it's everything I want it to be. Um, my only other thing I was going to say about it is I thought I had my VR legs until I started drifting to the outside of the track because I didn't break right. And I was like, I got woozy. 
when the, when the car was drifting outside the pack because I, I didn't like race correctly. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm getting like lightheaded doing this. And I don't know, Jake, if you're getting any of that, but it's uh, I think I'll, I think I'll get used to it. But it's fucking great. And I think that were, that was the only VR games I'd done so far. Um, so go ahead. Um, I guess since we you were just talking about Gran Turismo, I'll yeah. I'll jump into it. So I I started Gran Turismo last night, dude. I I played Gran Turismo. It was so fucking late. I got home from hockey at like quarter after midnight, and I was just like, I'm not fucking tired. So I just like I'm gonna boot up Gran Turismo, get through all the tutorial shit and the starting screen because I want to try it in VR tomorrow, which would be today mm. when when we're doing the podcast. So I did like a few races and all of like the the tutorial shit like on my TV screen, yeah. getting everything set up and everything. Right. And then uh, Charlie, you okay? I I got like all the way through the first um, the first license, like the B license or whatever. Yeah, right. That's like right. The, yeah. the training grounds or whatever. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I will say is that well. I, I don't. I guess I don't know that I talk about it much on the show, but I'm a huge racing fan. Mm. Cars, not. I, I haven't. I don't watch a lot of car racing, but like motorcycles a lot. But um, I just like racing in general. I think it's awesome. And this game, I haven't played a Gran Turismo game in a long fucking time, mm. like since literally PS2 or PS1. And this game is fucking awesome. It is a really good game. Like ju- at yeah. least at least just starting out. Like it, everything about it, you can tell. Just from the from the intro all the way through, like the 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 whole like cafe menu thing, Dude, the cafe like, is awesome. Cars and stuff, yeah. Like you you can tell just from the presentation of this game that the people that made it fucking love cars. That's literally all you can tell is that these people love cars and they're putting it into this game. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, the VR side of it. Dude, I tried it in VR today, and like you're saying, first lap or so, first lap or two, I was like, I had to like plant my feet on the floor because I was getting a little wobbly while I was playing it. And um, But dude, after I got used to it, it's the fucking way to play it, man. It is so good. I will say that like be prepared the – the graphics do take a sharp decline when you're playing in VR over playing it on your TV screen, which is to be expected. Um, but just your perspective, the ability that you can just like look up with your eyes and look in the rearview mirror to see people behind you and like turn around. Yeah, you, you can, can keep an eye on your gauges. Turn. You can, yeah, you it can makes turn you fucking around. Like, to do that while you're going. Well, yeah, miles but like there was train. one time where I was like flying by someone mm-hmm. and I looked like looked over through the passenger window mm-hmm. to like look at the other driver as I was flying past them. And it's just like, dude, we got to do me, this shit online. We got to race. online. Yeah, it's yeah, I, I'm cool. I'm totally with you now. <laughs> I these games can be pretty. These simulation games can be pretty intimidating. Mm. So I started out using the um using the brake assist yeah but i i want to play without it because the brake assist really doesn't let you there are a lot of times where i can tell that i'm like mid corner and i've got the fucking throttle all the way to the floor and the car is braking yeah. trying to like prevent me Keep from you doing line, something yeah. and 
and it it prevents you from doing things like proper trail breaking and stuff, which is kind of hard to be honest on a on a with a controller. But uh, it's uh, if you want to be really good at racing games like this, you need to you need to know how to do trail breaking and stuff like that. And it's it's pretty crazy. But mm. I but all that to say this is that it's just. Dude, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Like it's literally I, I was playing it before you texted me and said you were ready to go. That's what I was doing. I played it for like an hour straight <laughs> and I was just like, man, I could do ten more of these races. It's so fucking fun yeah. just being in the car. And I will say, and this is a issue with all simulation games, because I played I've talked in the podcast before about playing the MotoGP games, is that like it it can get frustrating fast if you jump to like the higher performance cars yeah oh yeah because like they're so unwieldy and so it's so hard to handle the speed of them and their abilities and everything and so i'm wondering because right now i'm still in like the like the little compact cars and it's real fun because everyone's kind of going slow but we're all it all seems like you're going fast dude i want to know what it's like Racing like one of the fucking supercars. It's gonna in feel VR. awesome in VR, dude. So like, I, like you said, like the compact oh, cars. I, I have like some sort of GT car right now. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what. I bought a couple cars. I bought the Yaris, uh, and I posted a couple of pictures on the Patreon because I was so excited about it. And the photo mode's really interesting in that game. And we don't got to go off about Gran Turismo Seven, but it's uh, it looks great. Those pictures you sent me look fucking real. It's awesome. It's really weird what they're doing. It's like they're actually – it's not like photo mode where you set the distance and this and that and the other and then you just screen grab it, right? The way they do photo mode is really interesting. It's like here's what you're going to be taking a picture of. Here, Set up all your settings. We're not going to show you what it looks like in real time because we actually have to render it as if you really used a camera with the car moving at this speed at this angle. And, like, they have you take a picture of the car in motion So, and with the settings that you pick. That's, like, the racetrack photos. Um, but then the uh, the whatever mode that other thing is, it's, like, the – I don't know if it's called Horizons or something, but, like, it's uh, – it's like almost like a real photo and then like you get to pick whatever cars you want and then you can like tweak and edit your guys like suit and the helmet and shit. So I made like a PSTIA helmet and suit and it's pretty fucking dope looking and like he's just like standing there with the Yaris and I'm like that looks fucking real. Like it looks real. Yeah. Um, the graphics aren't that good in game when you're playing the game by no stretch but they're doing some crazy black magic fuckery with that photo mode. It makes me want to just use photo mode all the time. It's so cool. To be fair, I – and maybe – I'm, I'm assuming maybe you did this too. When you first start the game, it asks you if you want to prioritize frame rate or if you want to use ray tracing. Mm -hmm. And I always choose frame rate over graphics. So it's possible that if you turn on the, the ray tracing mode that it actually looks a lot better. Yeah, you get the glare and stuff. Dude, I'm going to be honest with you. Like racing games – when you want them to look good is when you're doing stuff like the photo mode and like cruising around mm -hmm. and all of that. When you're in game, you're so focused on what's in front of you that you don't even notice the graphics really. No, you don't. You like, don't at all. You don't at unless, all. Unless like the, the cool thing about in VR is that like when you get real close to someone in front of you, 
the cars look really good, even in VR, when you're real close up against them. Yeah. It's when they're out in the distance that you see the quality kind of taper off a little bit. And that's to be expected. Some but- of that could be the foveated rendering, too, because when you drive, and Jake, you know, like when we ride motorcycles, we're not, we have like a hyper awareness, right? So maybe we're not focused on everything, but we're seeing the motion and stuff. And I think the the foveated rendering with the PSVR set, like the eye tracking, the setting it up, the eye tracking was just so weird because it just it's fucking weird how accurate it, it is. Just it just fucking, fucking freaks me out. Works, and it's like you don't even know that it's applying this foveated rendering because you can't see it because you're not looking. You can't see what you're not looking at. And I think maybe yeah. with like the 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 Gran Turismo thing that you're talking about, the cars in the distance. I bet. I don't know. I, I have to play it a little more, but I bet if you actually look up and you look at them, I wonder if they seem clearer. If like you're kind of like noticing them on your perifs and it seems like they did lose some quality. I don't know. You have to mess with that. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, most of the time I'm focused on the next Apex. Yeah. So like I'm not really looking at the other cars. Yeah. Unless I'm like on a straightaway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like looking around me and stuff because I don't really have to worry about turning and stuff. But yeah, I mean, we, I mean, dude, I, I am stunned at how much I am enjoying Gran Turismo 7. Yeah, I've never been interested in Gran Turismo in a, in a long time. I haven't been. Yeah. And I really enjoyed Forza, Forza Horizon 5, which, which is an Xbox game, obviously, but like, but it's more arcadey. It's more like, kind of like, woo, like cartoony and stuff. But like, Man, I love this, it. Like, yeah. prints that fucking. Do you do you leave all of the? Do you leave like the race line and braking zone assist on when you play? I don't it, have or? the brake zone on. I do have the race line on, just so I can kind of okay. learn a little bit better about driving. But I do still. I'm still using the manual transmission. I think that some of the some of the license requirements were tough to get the gold with the manual transmission. I'll tell you that. Like in in getting the brakes right. I mean, some of that was kind of tricky. And I will say, I really wanted a a steering wheel with a shifter. And then you start thinking, like, a lot of those modern race cars, they just have paddle shifters, some of the new ones, right? Don't the real fast Mm -hmm. ones just have – I think it's how they work. But Yeah, a lot of them do. The thing is, is, like, I was watching uh, somebody talk about Gran Turismo 7 in VR, and they were, like, a race junkie, and they were, were like, all about this. But they said, you know, honestly, they said if – if you're going to go all out and get a wheel, there's really no reason to get a shifter because it's not going to line up with where it is in the car that you're in all the time. So it's, you're going to feel an even more disconnect if you're reaching to your right, but in the game you're sitting in the, you know, you're sitting in a right right-sided right-hand driver drive. yeah. and your character is shifting with the left, but you're using the right. It's going to feel like you have fucking three arms. Like they're like it's better just to use paddles if you have them or just use like, you know, the controller to do the shifting and stuff. So thought that was interesting. Um but I do like the idea of having a shifter. Um but uh yeah, I Dude, by the time I was by the time I was done with my first race, I was like, should I buy a driving wheel? Yeah, <laughs> like, it was so it was so funny. Like I I was just so that Logitech driving it. wheel looks awesome. I mean, the the entry level one, it's like you can get them used for like 250, I think, maybe 275. It's almost like fuck. But then but then you just have a wheel and then it's like now you need to like 
mounted to something. And then it's like, you might as well just get the whole fucking chassis to sit in. And at that point, then it's like, then you got to store it somewhere. And it's like, just for, yeah. So the, it know. looks like the, the lot. So the Logitech G dual motor feedback force driving wheel, G29, I guess is what yeah. they call it. $270 on Amazon. Brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Or how are you, awesome. how, what, what controls are you using? Are you using the, this or are you using the thumbstick? Using the using the so I'm using the thumbstick. I there's something about I don't really I can't I can't get into the the like the six axis controls. Like there's something about it. It just doesn't feel right to me. Then you end up like yanking your arms around and you're fucking waving your controller all over. Like, I'm sure it depends on how accurate it is. If it's really accurate, then maybe I could get into it. It seems real accurate to me. I mean, I might have to try it. I will say, though, like, the, I guess the last comment, positive comment I'll make about Gran Turismo 7 is that I love that they give you the option to play with the. Even though every other game in history, not history, but every other game that's contemporary that has driving, it's always trigger controls and analog stick controls for steering and throttle and brake. This game gives you the option and lets you use the classic X and square button, throttle and brake, and the D-pad controls, which is like, that's like fucking PS2, PS1 era like control scheme. And the fact that they let you do that is so cool. It is like cool. in addition to obviously the six axis and all that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I um I'm digging it all the way around, cool. really. Good. Well, we need to move on with the show. Listen, did you have any other games you want to talk about? Oh yeah, so I'll just touch a little touch base a little bit on um so Call of the Mountain is fucking awesome. Like I actually was considering buying it after playing the the demo for it. Um, it's still a little pricey for me, but it's definitely probably the the showcase for what a PSVR two game could mm-hmm. be. And the one thing that I will say that I that, that was kind of a negative to me is that you do a lot of climbing in it, and I feel like the perspective is too close. Mm. Your hands are too close to your face. So, like, if I'm climbing up a wall, I kept hitting the fucking headset with the controllers because the wall's so close to me. And I was trying to get my hands, like, up on the wall or whatever. But – and there were some times when it – like, I started standing up. I had to sit down. I was like – I was like, I'm going to fucking fall over because you're, like, hanging from freaking, you know, these, you know, vines – with like a hundred foot gap beneath you and you're like leaning over and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to fall down. So like I got a chair and sat down and adjusted everything and it was totally fine after that. But like the archery works amazing in it. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, it seems like it could be, could be really cool. So I'm, I'm considering picking that up. Uh, and the other game that I played was the song and the smoke. Oh, yeah, right. And I, I know you bought this game. No, I, I didn't buy it. I didn't it. buy it. Oh, you didn't buy nope. it. It was just one that you were interested yeah. in. Yeah. So I, I couldn't get into it. I just didn't. There's something about it. It just didn't jive with me. I didn't like the controls. Mm. I didn't like how it felt. The tracking was off. So I was like holding things weird and like kept dropping shit. And like I, it just if I'm going to have to run around and do all this stuff to be like 
in survival mode or whatever. Like, I don't want to fight with this. And I, and there's no way to like adjust the controls or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that I'll be playing that game, Yeah. but the other two games that I played GT seven and call of the mountain, I think were all in all, uh, wins mm-hmm. in my book. I've heard really good things about Pavlov. Pavlov VR, yeah, that one looks good. I and I really do like uh, like the listener commented on earlier. I do want to check out Pistol Whip and um, even Beat Saber. I never got a chance to play Beat Saber. I really want to try that out as well. Is that available on PSVR two? I'm I'm pretty sure. If it's not available yet, I, I know coming. that they were I didn't see it. it on the on the list. Um, and I saw the Thumper upgrade. You got to pay for it. It's only five dollars though for the upgrade. Oh, that's worth it. That game's fucking awesome. Yeah. I wish they would make a thumper too, but yeah, me too. Whatever. All right, well, let's get on to the show topic real quick. I mean, we're kind of going double header on this. Um, PlayStation State of Play. Uh, PlayStation announced a State of Play, and uh, it's it's actually uh, it was, to me it was uh, general opinion it was kind of lackluster. Um, Jake, did you watch it? I did. Yeah, actually, I watched it live, which is like the first time I've watched one. It, I was at work yesterday, and I was waiting for something to be done. Yeah. Um, I say yesterday, this was Thursday, right? So I was waiting for something to finish up or some feedback for somebody or something. I don't remember. So I just, I just tossed it on and was just kind of listening to it while I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I did, I did go through it. Good. All right. So they announced Baldur's Gate three is coming to the PS five on August 31st. This game did nothing for me. I mean, it's right up my alley as far as like medieval shit and fantasy shit, but it looked didn't didn't really look good um i think it looks good um i don't know i i just don't know that you're super like you've never played like divinity original sin or anything like that which is like they're not like traditional jrpg like they're not sorry not jrpgs they're not traditional like action rpgs like they're literally based on DD mechanics so like they're fucking like rolling the dice and have all like D and D specific stats and all this kind of crap. So it's a, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit more kind of, it, it might seem a little bit more like a computer game than a console game. And that's kind of, kind of makes sense. Yeah. It, I had Baldur's Gate, I think the first one on PC when I was a kid and uh, I had a computer that could barely run it, old Packard Bell. Um, but uh, all right, so the next thing was they, they announced the the March PS Plus games in advance. So we're going to be getting Battlefield 2042. We're going to be getting Minecraft Dungeons. We're going to be getting Code Vein. And then for PS Plus Extra, that Chia game, T-C-H-I-A, um, we're getting that on release day. That game looks really cool. looks really nice. The art it style does. is really cool. Um, yeah. We're also getting the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. This is a PS Plus Extra, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Rainbow Six Extraction, and Ghostwire Tokyo. Good fucking lineup again. Fucking knew it, man. I said a while ago that I was interested in Ghostwire Tokyo, but I bet that they were going to put it on PS Plus like they did uh, Deathloop. Mm-hmm. And Here so I'm know. definitely going to play Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, I want to check out Chia. Yeah, me too. Uh,. Nobody has any fucking excuse not to play Immortals Phoenix Rising now. Or Legacy of Thieves Collection. Or the Legacy of Thieves Collection. Um, But as far as, like, the essential stuff, 
The only one of those games that interests me is actually Code Vein. I've heard is pretty good, mm. but I don't know a whole lot about it. It's a, it's a JRPG, so it may or may not be in my wheelhouse, yeah. but I might check it out. But of, of all the games that are on that list, Chia and Ghostwire are the ones that I'm the most interested in. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, Red, they announced Resident Evil 4 is getting a demo soon. I'm just going dark on this since I've never played the game. So I'm just going to yeah, jump dude. in when it comes out. Uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, had a really big – it's what they ended the show with. Um, turns out it's going to be a live service game and a lot of people are pissed off about this and disappointed. So I don't have an opinion about it. I was never really interested at all in this game. Anything, Jake? Dude, I <laughs> – I saw this and I was just – I knew instantly when I saw this that like this was – people were not going to be happy about this. Yeah. Because like the thing that – all of the cinematics and all of the story content mm. looked so fucking awesome. Yeah. And then all of the gameplay, I was just like, man, I don't want any, don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like the the – like everything where the the cinematics were going on, like that shit with Wonder Woman, like t- tying up the 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 corrupted Flash, yeah, and like it just seemed so cool. But the combat is just like this floaty third person shootery shit. That's like it's like Fortnite. I, I don't really know how to say it otherwise, but like. It's like someone. It's like they and then the gear score thing. That's like ripped right out of Destiny. I, I I don't know, man. I think that like they've been working on this game for fucking. It just eight feels years like it has no identity like now. I don't know. I I I'm. I hope it's good for the people that are really interested in these games and that are really excited for it. I really hope that it's good. But it after seeing the gameplay, mm. I have zero interest. In yeah, it. yeah. I'm not, I was never interested in it, so that was kind of a bummer for everybody. But they kind of ended the show with all this stuff about Suicide Squad. So I think it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths by the time the state of play was over. Um, they revealed uh, three characters coming to Street Fighter Six: Zangief. We know Zangief. We know Cammy. I wasn't familiar with Lily. Uh, okay, cool. Um, I'm fine with that. Is she new? I don't know if she's new or not. I know Cammy and Zangief are old. Zangief is OG, man. Um, Dude, I, I wonder if they're going to have a – an alternate costume for Cammy that's the like OG Cammy costume which is like she's got the the red beret and the long the long braid and the the freaking unitard that she Yeah, wearing. yeah, like the um Olympic it's, unitard. So like Cammy uh, the game the the Street Fighter game that I played the most was Super Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo and Cammy was one of my characters. Like I loved playing okay. her. Like she was I just I loved her moveset and everything. She was just awesome. And so to see that like a lot of her character and her controls and her moveset and everything is is very similar, but her look is just way different. Now granted, I haven't played anything from Street Fighter 2 to to like seeing this shit for Street Fighter 6. So for all I know her look could have evolved over the years. Yeah. But I uh, it's it's cool. Like I think I think her character looks dope. Zangief, I know that there was some there was some kind of rumors on the internet that maybe Zangief wouldn't show up in Street Fighter Six because of all the shit happening in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. 
and uh and, and with like the world kind of being sort of anti-Russia at the moment. But Zangief is just such a classic character in Street Fighter that like, dude, they had to bring him back, man. He's fucking awesome. He is awesome. The Russian wrestler, he's so cool. Yeah, he's really cool. But that's all I have to really say. Uh, I mean, as far as Lily goes, like, I don't know if she's a new character or not because I'm not familiar. I'm not really a big Street Fighter person, but I did like her character as far as like the look and the aesthetic and the the moves. It seemed very, very kind of very neat. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I love Street Fighter, so it's cool to see those characters. I mean, I don't even know who they've announced at this point. I, they've announced new characters like every month. Um, Humanity. Uh, the game uh, behind, uh, or sorry, being developed by Enhanced Games, who are also the company that did Tetris Effect, which was really good. I have that. There's an upgrade for that for 10 bucks for PSVR 2, by the way. Humanity is coming to PSVR 2 and, uh, and PS5. Um, they announced that a demo is going to be coming, and uh, it might even be out right now, I think. Uh, limited time demo or something for Humanity. Uh, I don't know if it has a VR2 demo right now or not, or if it's just the flat screen PS5 version, but really weird looking game. that We've seen bits and pieces of this, uh, some other state of play possibly or something. I, I know we've seen this game somewhere before. I don't recall when it was aired or when it was uh, revealed. Um, I don't really have much to say about it. Uh, Jake, anything about humanity? So... When I first saw this game, because what this this team did, what was the other t- the other games that they did that were? Um, let's see, Humanity PS Five was made Enhanced, by Enhanced Games, I think. It was made by Enhance. I Humanity. think that's what my notes say. Because it said in the in the trailer, like the other games that they did. Um, I don't know, but I remember the other games that they did being pretty popular. And uh, the thing that's weird about this is it's, it's a puzzle game, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're just like – it's like a take on Lemmings almost where you're like – They did Res Infinite, around. didn't they? Yes, yes. They did Res Infinite and <laughs> – fuck, they did another one. I don't know. It's, it's like in that vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lu- but- Luminous? They do Lumin, Lum, that Lumin, Luminez game? The Luminez? Yeah, did they game? do that one? Uh, I think maybe they did Luminez. Have. I don't know, Lumens? Anyway, so, so, but what I was getting at is that when I first saw this trailer, I was like, ah, oh, this is not really a game for me. Yeah. Um, and even like the, uh, like where they're talking about, you know, build your own levels and stuff like that. Like I really wasn't all that interested in even that stuff because I'm not a big like character creator or, or like level creator kind of guy. But dude, like I don't know if you noticed, but as the trailer went on, it just like got darker and darker and darker. And like at the end, like all the humans are fucking killing each other and like all this wild shit's going on. Yeah. And it got more and more interesting as the trailer went on. I thought like from a presentation perspective, whether or not the game is for you. I thought that, like, the evolution of the trailer from start to finish was really cool. Um, how it started out is this, like, oh, we're just running humans around this world and trying to solve this puzzle. It's almost like got these, uh, like, portal vibes. Where, like, when you start portal, it's very, like, humorous and kind of happy-go-lucky and all this stuff. And it just gets darker and darker as the game goes on. Yeah. 
And I kind of got those vibes a little bit from this. Am I going to play it? Probably not, unless it comes to us in PS Plus or something. But uh, I, I thought the trailer was interesting anyway. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting. Uh, we got a really cool Lightfall trailer for Destiny. Thing was awesome looking. Dude, this looks so good. Yeah. This looks so like I. I really do want. I, I'm seriously considering buying Lightfall. It's. I'm not going to play it right away. It comes out next week, and it's fifty dollars, which is fine. I think it's probably worth it. But uh, if I get a if I get a downtime in games or in games or whatever, I'm definitely going to jump on board with Lightfall because it looks that. That story trailer was fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you felt that way. No, yeah, it was. Sorry, my dog's acting really weird right now. So if anyone's not watching the show, he's uh, usually just asleep on the couch, but he's really restless right now. And uh, I don't know if, it's, if he's sick or something. Really attentive to some shit over here. I don't know what he's looking at. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Lightfall trailer looked awesome. The one before it, I didn't even play, but I have it. What was the one before Lightfall? Witch Queen, Witch Queen. No, the other one. Was there another one before Lightfall? So before, so bef- the last one was the um, the Witch Queen, and before that was Beyond Light. Yeah, Beyond Light. I don't think I've even done that. So I'm behind. I, I know you have it, because we played the first couple of missions together. Yeah, I, don't I know didn't. If you ever finished I it. didn't stick around too much for that. Um, I enjoyed what I played though. Destiny is so fucking good. Um, so they also, uh, showed off a VR2 game that, uh, I forgot about, I think I'd heard about called Journey to Foundation and, uh, it's based on some sci-fi novels and this game looked awesome. It's based on the Foundation series by Isaac Asimov, which is considered one of the seminal freaking sci-fi works. So it looks interesting. I don't, I will have to see more. I hopefully we'll see more when it comes out. Did it, did they say anything about when it was releasing? This year? No, I don't think they gave any indication. Uh, looked really good. Journey to Foundation. Oh. Yeah. You look that Journey up. I'll move to on to the next one. Continue. Continue. Um, End Dreams, the makers behind the ridiculous game Fract, has a new title, which actually looks good, called Synapse. Or Synapse. And uh, it's all kind of like black and white, kind of monochrome, except for maybe the enemies and stuff. It actually yeah. looks really good. Yeah, this has this has um, super hot vibes to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you played super hot, yeah, or not, yeah. but um, it has I those vibes to it. So, um, but it's like black and white, and it seems kinetic. Looks and, way better I don't know, than it Fract. Seems like it, yeah. Although, I don't, did you play Fract? Maybe Fract's fucking dope. I don't know. It might be dope, but it looks better than Fract. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, this it looks good. I thought it looked good. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of stuff on the state of play, but it, they caught a bad rap on it this time around. But um, did you find out when Journey Foundation's coming out? Did it say anything? It's coming out this fall, apparently. Okay, if it doesn't slip. There you go. And then Goodbye Volcano High. We've talked about this game a little bit coming out in June. We got the trailer. I think we've had before in the past. And then a VR two game that looked really cool called uh, The Foglands. This game looked awesome. I don't know. What I you- love that you're like, it's got these like, uh, like, um, I don't know, like super, it, almost if you think of it, think of a game like, uh, what was that game that just came out? Not, it's not Weird West. It was like something like that where it's like, it's like Wild West, but mixed with like supernatural shit. Evil and, West. Uh, Evil West. Yep. You're right. 
And I, uh, I love the, 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 the shots where like it's in VR and the guy is like shooting the bad guys. And then I don't know if he runs out of ammo or whatever. He just starts fucking punching the enemies, yeah, yeah, which is like yeah. so cool to uh-huh. me. Like it seems like it could be really, really there kinetic. Some and cards fun. and stuff too in this trailer. It was kind of interesting. I don't know, but I don't. The one thing I couldn't tell based on that was: is that just a story mechanic, or is there actually like a card aspect to it? I don't know. They didn't go into. We don't it. know. It looks cool. It does. Yeah. Uh, green hell. Uh, we get a trailer for PSVR 2, and I actually thought this was Song in the Smoke. Apparently, this game is getting ported to via PSVR 2. It's already out, I think. Um, I don't know anything about it. It looks like another survival game. Um, and then uh, online multiplayer action RPG Wayfinder um, is coming to PS4 and PS5 as early access in beta. And lastly, uh, the big PSVR 2 announcement, I think, was this game called Before Your Eyes. It's going to utilize the eye tracking. And I think the tagline is just like, you know, uh, uh, kind of like the equivalent of like a blink of an eye. They say something in the game that like every time you blink, you fast forward the story. So I think that's the game mechanic. So, like, the longer you keep your eyes open, the more shit you can take in or something. I don't know. It seems really fucking wild to me. It seems like kind of one of those weird games that could ruin your day. Because <laughs> it's, like, about – you're, about like, dying. dead and you're, like yeah. – you're, like, it's about dying and you're, like, reliving your life. And every time you blink, you fast forward through your life. Like, it's it's very – It's like Adam Sandler's click. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, it's kind of in that in that ballpark. The idea, yeah. But uh, it does it did look kind of kind of interesting. I gotta be honest. I mean, that's the last thing we have here for the, for the PSVR or the, the state of play thing. But I'll be honest with you, um, little bit bummed. I didn't see Half Life Alex here. I when they said it was going to be like Suicide Squad plus five PSVR games, I was like, I I, I was like, they're not going to do it. But I was secretly hoping that one of those five PSVR games would be Half-Life Alex. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, not. Though they may, for a game that large, they may do their own, like, it may be its own kind of thing. But I thought, like, maybe that would be, like, a one more thing for this fucking state of play or something. I, I don't know. At this point, I'm kind of thinking it's just not going to happen. I'm with but you. But I, I really hope that it does. I don't think it's going to happen, man. And I think that if it were going to happen... Sony will tease fucking games years in advance. If it were going to be a possibility, they would have fucking said something by now, unless they're contractually obligated not to. I'm hoping my last, my like one final hope is that they're going to do a summer games thing. They usually do like some kind of relatively big state of play in the summer for like everything that's coming out, yeah. like in the fall and like all the big games and stuff. I'm hoping that they'll they're now going to announce like this to be like the big fall PSVR game or something. It's possible. There's a lot of know. speculation that they're going to have even a bigger state of play in the summertime. So, yeah, I don't know. With they're saving some good shit for that one is the rumor, right? <laughs> they're always just saving for later. God damn it! No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I like the Foglands game. I think it looked really cool. Um. So let's move into the news for the episode. And we're going to kind of blow through this. We're already over an hour, an hour and 20 minutes in. So the uh, the first news point, and I pulled all of these off Push Square today, 
is that game, The Legend of Dragoon, um, which is part of the Premium Plus service, uh, has some issues uh, per Push Square, and they're indicating that some of the battles are soft-locking the game. And there's also been a reported um, memory leak that can happen if you play the game for two to three hours without stopping, which creates audio bugs and, and more soft locks. And I just hope they fucking fix this. This is a really old game. So it's weird. It's like the opposite of what happens. Like, it's not like the the PS5 can't handle the game. It's like the game doesn't know how to fucking behave when it has this much power behind it. <laughs> it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's like the opposite. It's fucked, though. It sucks. I don't know. Yeah, I I really don't know what's going on with this. I'm guessing, like you said, it probably has something to do with it not being able to utilize the... Because a lot of those games, whenever you run them on much more advanced hardware, they end up not working right because everything's like super speed. Right. And so they have to kind of account for that. And the thing that sucks the most about this is that this is like one of the – this is one of the singular PS1 classics that people were really asking for. Yeah, people really And it comes out and it's fucked up. Like how could this be? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But it's just a bummer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the next one is is also kind of a bummer, but it could be could be good could is probably most likely not good but jake you've talked before about shinji mikami and uh uh he's leaving tango gameworks um he's of course the founder and ceo of the company he's also one of the greatest minds um in horror games really and in a lot of games like he he was responsible for a lot of the resident evil stuff i think he did the original resident evil um dino four four he did four the the biggest the most famous one um, a Dino Crisis, God Hand, Vanquish is per Push Square. And then uh, he did The Evil Within. He's also a creative lead for Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, nobody has indicated what his future plans are. And uh, I hope he has good health and stays in the gaming world. Sometimes what we don't think about, not to be like a dark cloud, but sometimes when these people depart like this, it's not because they want to, and maybe it's for personal reasons. Who knows? Could be. Hopefully, he's all right. But uh, I, all that, all that aside, I think it would just be kind of wild for the gaming industry if he had if he left Tango and went back to Capcom because he broke out of Capcom after being like this hero making Resident Evil Four and all this stuff. To make Tango GameWorks, to make Resident, or sorry, The Evil Within, which, and you played it too, because I let you borrow it. The first Evil Within game, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated survival horror games ever made. It's so good. Yeah. And, um, but like, if he were to leave Tango, the game that he left Capcom to make, and he were to go back to Capcom, like, that would be such a kick in the nuts for Microsoft. Because Tango is part of Bethesda, which Microsoft owns now. So that um, would be really interesting. I don't know. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see what he what he plans to do next. Maybe he's done. Maybe he's retired. Dude, Fuck, I'd retire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I was him. I don't know. You know, sometimes family too. You know what I mean? Family's got to take a front seat at some point in a person's Yeah, life. definitely. So I just hope he's healthy, you know, and, and 
I hope he's not like getting kicked out for some weird reason. I can't imagine a guy with this kind of. Uh, I doubt it. Yeah, th- this kind of legacy. I, I he's he's either got bigger plans. He's not ready to talk about. It could be health related. I hate to think that, or it could just be like he's just uh, kind of wants to move on to the next chapter. You know, who knows? Um, this next news point, uh, destiny related, is kind of interesting. Um, they uh, Bungie filed a lawsuit, and the lawsuit a while ago was against um, AIM junkies, which were essentially they're a cheat site. They were selling AIM bots for the plugins, whatever for Destiny, and uh, Bungie won four point three million dollars from them. So. I don't know. Tisk tisk, slap the hands. Who knows how much money they actually made on their aimbots? Do you know, Jake? Any- I mean, fuck those people. I don't know, but fuck them. I, I, I honestly don't even care. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, good for I mean, good it's, for it's Bungie, for me. right? Yeah. It, it's just it's one of those things where it's like that that site specifically ruined the the the, the gaming experience for so many people that. I it's one of those things where like generally I'm a sort of like a live and let live kind of thing like let people do whatever they want but in a game like that where it's like the the fairness of the multiplayer is is like people's enjoyment of the game is predicated on the multiplayer aspect of it being fair right and whenever a company does something like that and they have no shame about they it they essentially break like, the game yeah. yeah they break it it's like you get what you get that's what I mean, I'm saying sorry bro yeah so you did care. Anyway, a continue. Bit about I'm sorry, it. but yeah, no, I'm just happy about that. I had forgotten that that happened. So that's the follow up. Um, next news point: We're going to talk about Resident Evil Seven, and I just downloaded this actually, and I had to use my uh, additional uh, my additional memory, my new SSD. Um, Resident Evil Seven VR two support is actually an entirely different download. So if you have Resident Evil Seven. Village, and you want to play in VR? Resident Evil Eight. Is it eight? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, man. I don't. I was fucking all over the place. Save it's my, been my stomach. Sorry. And uh, yeah. So if if you have it and you think it's just a game patch, it's not. You have to go into the store and tell it to download the VR version. It's. It was like. It was really. It was, I think it was like 800 megs or something. It, it, it was like really small. I think whatever fuck I downloaded, it was really small. So I don't know if it's just like some sort of weird uh, way for the game to throw it out at you or not. But this this next one is a, is a sad one. And uh, I posted this on our Patreon site. And um, I'm going to butcher his name. But um, I think it's Tauru Okada. Uh, he passed away. He was, a mus- he, was, he was the musician that was responsible for the PlayStation logo sound. So the, you know, on all the commercials where it would be like the place, it was like, that weird noise. Like he made that. So such a cool legacy to have. Um, but he died. I guess he was also like uh, through and through real musician and like yeah. new as shit. So, I mean, I could just see something like this, like Troy coming up with some sort of weird fucking beep or bloop and getting famous for it. But like having like all of this real musical quality and skill. Um, sure. But this dude passed away and he was a big part in Sony and, and what we know of Sony when we think about Sony and PlayStation. 
um, mainly PlayStation. You know, I I can't. That that sound is so synonymous with the brand; it's ridiculous. Because um, they just fucking shove it down your throat. You know, just that. Bloop. <laughs> I can't even mimic it. But there was a really nice tribute. Uh, video, I think I don't know if it was Gamatsu or whatever. I don't know. They they posted a link to a YouTube site where it was like all of these commercials with just the logo, just one after the next. Bling, bling, and it was like R.I.P. Uh, Toru Okada. So yeah, sorry to hear about that. Rest in peace, my friend. Um, thanks for the contribution. In uh, the next one is that I had on here. I'm just getting the. Uh, timestamp down here for everybody um no man's sky has a, a, an update another free update called the fractal and uh it's out it updates the game for vr2 support and has a bunch of other content to the game also i there's so much shit to this fucking game i've heard that the vr is lackluster it's not great but I, fuck man I, if i'm gonna play no man's sky i'm going in going into that world it looks awesome the trailer looks awesome so i don't know i kind of want to reinstall no Man's Sky just to check it out. Exactly. VR2, and just then to see what's up. Download it's like, all it, the of game the is so different. The game is so different from when I played it. How big is how yeah, I just got it. Yeah. How, how long is it going to take to download all these fucking free updates? Like you're going to try to install it and it's like it's going to be like 30 fucking checkboxes. Like check the ones you want and it's just like just fucking give them all to me. I don't know this, but I would hope that like the update that you get, the 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 update for it that you get when you install it is just one update, and it just makes the game what it is now. Yeah, it's but possible. you never know. It's possible. I don't know. I, that would make the most sense. We're almost through the news, and then we're going to talk about the new games coming out this week. And thanks so much again for listening, everybody. It's been a wild week here at the Oakman House, and uh, man, my stomach is still not great. So if you're sensing that, that's what that's all it is. I'm happy to be here, just uh, battling through this. Um, Blumhouse or Blumhouse, I don't know how you pronounce it. B L U M House, one word. Productions. They're a movie studio. They uh, they worked on the movies and released the movies. Get Out, that latest one, Megan, and uh, they did Paranormal Activity, Sinister, Insidious. They did The Purge. They announced that they're establishing a new gaming division called Blumhouse Games. This article comes away with Push Square. And they will be working on horror-themed games for console, PC, and mobile. This is the part that's weird. With a budget of $10 million or less. Now, I don't know if that's $10 million or less per game. Or that's, I would assume fu- so. or that's just their fucking budget. I would assume it would be like $10 mil per game or less for uh, yeah. Blumpkin House. Blumpkin House. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Jake's in rare form today. I, I'm excited about this. I don't know if you guys are, but I'm excited about it. I think, uh, man, I can use more scary games, and they they make some great fucking scary movies. So they know they know horror very well. So I, I think if they just put it in the right hands, we can get some really good horror horror games. I know Sean listens once in a while. He's a big horror movie person. He wrote the review for the Evil Within two. I think Sean will be stoked to hear this. Um, and then uh, the next news point. It, an hour, 30 minutes, is uh, there were rumors of a 10th anniversary remaster for Metal Gear Rising that the internet got, the internet got all fucking excited and they need to just fucking settle down. But 
they thought they were going to get a remaster, and all they got was some artwork <laughs> for Metal Gear Rising. So, um, yeah, everyone was really, really fucking disappointed uh, when that's all it was, was just some new artwork of, like, uh, whoever the fuck the, the ninja guy is. can't remember his name. Raiden. Raiden. They got some new artwork of Raiden on the 10th anniversary of Metal Gear Rising. Um, and that was it. So they weren't teasing anything. They were just saying, you're going to get some artwork. <laughs> they should just fucking come out and say, listen, we've got new artwork for everybody. Instead of building this fucking hype train, what do they think people are going to they do? Shouldn't, they shouldn't announce that they're going to reveal something. They should just be like, it's the 10th anniversary. Here's some artwork. Yeah, don't even announce people it. People don't, don't get excited. It. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to tease some shit, be like, you know, make it worth everybody's while. Nobody cares about your artwork. No offense to fucking Konami, but oh, seriously. There's a fence. Nobody cares about your artwork. Dude, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne did a promo for PSVR 2. Did you? I saw that. Dude, I saw <laughs> yeah. the thumbnail and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? This is going to be so stupid. But then I watched it and I was like, it was done very tactfully. It was actually kind of fucking funny. So hats off. It's funny. Uh, they're trying to pack boxes and move out or something. And uh, he's like, oh, I just got my PSVR too. I want to play this. And then he uh, he puts it on and, and he talks about he just wants to kill the the whatever the electronic dinosaur or something like that and you can see where like the cuts aren't great because like his hands are just still and he's like rah, 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 with the headset on and then it cuts to gameplay and it's like rah, 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 you know shooting shit and he's just like rah, 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 you know? <laughs> but uh it's fucking ozzy osbourne and he's like 100 years old and he's wild but it was actually kind of funny it, it ends with him sitting in the house with the lights out and the tv on in front of him and everything's gone, but he's still there playing PSVR 2. <laughs> it's kind of fucking funny. Um, so yeah, Good for him. Yeah. I wonder if that's our, uh, our our Nike promotion person doing that. Remember, we got a person in the PR for Sony that came from Nike. I wonder if yeah. they had a hand in that. Um, but I thought it was actually kind of fun. The next one is uh, The Expanse. Sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi... Uh, fucking TV show uh, hit series it was cancelled and brought back I think Netflix brought it back or Amazon had it and dropped it Amazon did yeah and then someone brought it back and it's it's really fucking good uh, it's it's kind of political like space politics but also there's action and shit and uh, Telltale is giving it the video game treatment I think they've announced it we finally have seen some some rough alpha gameplay and, uh, you know, Telltale, of course, was a studio that made a lot of headlines when they put out the Walking Dead series. Um, and then there was that major blow up. They fired a lot of employees. They tanked. They didn't have they they over overdid it and they lost a lot of money and, and they went under. But then they were repurchased or something. And now they have new ownership. And um while we wait for The Wolf Among Us 2, which they're also – no, Skybound is doing that. Sorry, I take it back. Skybound's in The Wolf Among Us 2. Um, but uh, we have this to look forward to regardless, The Expanse, and it looked good. It looked really cool actually. Yeah, it, it, it uh, looks like it's going to follow Kamina Drummer around, which is kind of an interesting character to follow in that universe. Mm-hmm. I – I was really into the books before wow. I even knew that there was a TV show. I didn't even know and, there were books. Um, 
Yeah, man. The the first book is called Leviathan Wakes, and it is those are good. The books are awesome, and they so whenever the TV show The Expanse ends, like when it finally like was done, they canceled it for the final time or whatever. Uh, I think it was on TV, and then it got canceled, and then it was like Jeff Bezos's favorite show or some shit. So he bought it for Amazon. And Amazon did, like, the next few seasons or whatever. But they just, like, ended it before, like, they never finished the story. So I'm interested to see um, how they explore uh, Drummer's character in this sh- in this game. It looks pretty interesting, for it sure. Looks like they've, they've done a lot of work into it. So we're going to jump into... The new games, Jake. There's a lot of new games on this list, and this is the most current list I pulled from Push Square. You might get some games that we've already mentioned on the last show. I'm going to fucking steamroll through these games, and uh, there's a lot of games, and you know, it, it seems like it's kind of a moot point to put on the show, but I, I think that our listeners aren't dialed into every news point out there. So we're going to run through the titles. You guys make your own decisions, what sounds good. Um, a lot of these, like we said, we've already covered, but there's a lot more on here than last time. So I'm, I'm just going to run these real quick. So on the 21st of February, we got Aka R, Atomic Heart, Harvest Moon Back to Nature, Like a Dragon Ishing, Seven Doors, The Legend of Dragoon, and Wild Arms 2. February 22nd, we got 2MD VR Football Unleashed All-Stars, After the Fall, Altair Breaker, Among Us VR, Awesome Asteroids, Cactus Cowboy, Plants at War, Cave Digger 2, Dig Harder, Cities VR Enhanced Edition, Cosmonius High, Demio, Drums Rock, Dyschronia Chronos Alternate, Fanavision 2022X, um, Garden of the Sea, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Job Simulator, Jurassic World Aftermath Collection, Kayak VR Mirage, Kazuna AI, Touch the Beat, Moss, Moss Book 2, NFL Pro Era, Pavlov VR, Pistol Whip, Puzzling Places, Res Infinite, Song in the Smoke, Rekindled. Most of these are VR games. Star Wars, Tell the Galaxy's Edge, Enhanced Edition, Star Tender, Swordsman VR, Synth Riders, Tentacular, Tetris Effect, The Last Clockwinder, The Light Brigade, The Tale of Onogoro, Thumper, Townsman VR, Vacation Simulator, What the Bat, X8, Zenith, The Last City, Zombieland, Headshot, Fever, Reloaded. February 23rd, Blood Bowl 3, Chef Life, Grim Guardians, Demon Purge, Redemption, Reapers. February 24th, Arcade Archives, Don Doko Don, Cannon Army, Catan Console Edition. I guess Settlers Catan probably. Um, Clive and Wrench, Do Not Open, Game Deck Definitive Edition, Loot Box Life Plus, Octopath Traveler 2, Truck Driver Premium Edition PS5. So Octopath came out on the 24th, which was just yesterday. So I thought it was already out. So I misspoke the last episode. Um, But yeah, I want a Truck Driver VR game. Why not? Yeah. Start at the open road. It'd be cool shit. I want to unlock some of the tracks on Gran Turismo 7 that are a little more like outdoorsy. Those would be really cool to ride on. Yeah. I know they're there. I just haven't 
gotten any of them yet. I wonder if, the, is there like a free, a free race or a free ride mode where you can just like ride it on like some streets and stuff? I'm sure there's not. That'd be fucking cool. I don't know. Well, they do those, um, they did that like, that like music mode, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of cool, wasn't it? All right. It's like, yeah. you know, the checkpoints or whatever. Yeah. Well, shit, Jake, it's been a long show, man. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Do you have, do you have anything you want to talk about before we close out? You want to thank anybody? You want to um, give anybody shit? You want to fucking say something to Mando, the listener that wrote in? Mando Calrissian? Yeah. You want to fucking talk some shit? Lando's brother. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Land- <laughs> Mando, Lando's brother, not related to the Mandalorian. Mando, if you could somehow find a way to get fucking Half-Life Alex on PSVR 2, um, I'd appreciate you. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, you know, feel free to keep bragging. Write in again and tell us how awesome we are. (laughs) Or how awesome Half-Life Alex is. Is it really that awesome, Mando? Or are you just saying that it's awesome to make? Well, to be fair, it was, it was, it was. This Ted Crotch or whatever the fuck his name was that? that was saying that it was it was it was technically uh, Blam Crotch who said that Half Life Alex. <laughs> oh, was you're right. Talk. It wasn't Mando. It was Blam Crotch. <laughs> Mando, we got you confused with Blam Crotch. Sorry about that. Yeah, Blam Crotch. Tell us about Half Life Alex. It's been a long fucking show, uh, and there's no way you guys stuck with us through the end. So if you did, awesome. And I will say this: J One has not. Has not sent me a friend request yet. So I think J1's a bot. <laughs> the story continues. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind. I'm not, not certain whether or not J1 is actually a human. Yeah. Bot one. Not to be confused with the bot fly. All right. All right. <laughs> I gotta get the fuck out of here. Dude, I'm exhausted. I gotta go get my stomach right. I gotta drink some ginger ale or something. Um, all right, so thanks for tuning in. It's been episode 265 of PS. This is awesome. If you guys want to race around the track in Gran Turismo 7 with Jake and I in VR, you know how to find us. If you want to play Pavlov with me, I'm probably going to buy it in VR. We can like shoot at bad guys together. You can disarm a bomb and I'll protect you. If you want to uh, you know, roll some dice with me in Demio, just let me know. Find me on the PSN, anchorless underscore 81. Let me know that you listen to the show and we can sync up. Jake can be found at jakesaw01. He doesn't play multiplayer games, so it's useless to even find him. But you can try it if you want. Um, so, yeah, that said, played by Ken. We'll be on the track waiting for you, my friend. Uh, high noon. Look for the guy in the PSTIA helmet. I'll be hanging out on the bleachers. And uh, got a Yaris on the track ready, heating up, ready to go. So let's let's rip around that track. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for all the comments. Keep leaving us comments. We'd like to hear from you. And uh, all of that said, how do we end the show again? Like Samurai Maiden, Sailing Era, and Scarlet Nexus. P.S. Yes. This is awesome. Uh.